I want to talk about men threatening suicide. Um, this came across some shit on Instagram. And there's a video of a guy um, on the phone. Well, it was a woman. And it was the guy on the phone was saying he's going to kill himself if she leaves her. And I know niggas who have said this to women. I know a ton of women who has said that women have that men have told them this. Like this is this is common. Niggas don't tell each other that they telling women that. So my, my homie never tell me that he told a girl that, but he probably have. Right? Um the words have never left my lips to a woman's ear. But the thought has been there. I'm not gonna lie. And I don't know if some guys say that because they just they say it for shock value or they really feel that emotion in that moment. But it's a real emotion. I felt it. I can resonate with it. And I hate that I ever felt it because I, I can't hate that I felt it because every every bad thing I went through made me who I am right now. I wouldn't have these experiences or this perspective if I didn't go through these things. So I don't I can't say I hate that I felt that emotion, but it's a dark place to be in. And it's, it wasn't for me, it wasn't like a long term thing. Like it, it was like a, a few hours, like not even a few hours. It was a, a moment. It was a thought that came and kind of went. Right. And it, it came more than once. I can't say it just came and went, but it, it didn't stay on my brain. It's not something that I really contemplated. Like, how am I going to do this? Like, it just was like, damn. So th this is the emotion. Let me explain the, the emotion if I can. The emotion is that I love this woman to death. And she doesn't want to be with me to the point. And she's so cold. She's being so cold about not wanting to be with me to the point that I feel like if I died today, she wouldn't give a fuck. And now I'm questioning whether I really want to be. Do I really want to be here? Do I really want to do life without this one. Like, I really, I love this woman. I know I just got caught cheating, but I love this woman. And I feel like it's really over. She's really going to leave. And I can't see happiness on the other side of this situation at this very particular moment in time. It's not a long term. This is not how you feel for weeks. It's not how you, I, for me, I don't know how the niggas feel. Because some niggas have actually done it, right? Some niggas have actually killed themselves. So it has been a long term thought. But for me, it was a very like, like, it was a passing thought. It was a fleeting feeling. But I experienced that emotion though. It was like, Damn. Like, she really leaving, like, dead ass. Like, she's not fucking around. She don't give a fuck how I feel. There's nothing I can say. It's a very cold experience to the moment that you realize that you can't make a person love you. That there's nothing you can say or do to change how this person feels about you. That's a very cold reality. And I felt it before. I felt it multiple times. But it was one in particular time to where it was just like... I don't want to do this. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to experience this. Like, I don't want no parts of this shit. So I get that emotion. But as men, we can't let our, ourselves get to those dark places. But it's preventative maintenance. It's not. It's easier to work on yourself ahead of time. So you never end up in that place than it is to get out of that place. You have to love yourself more than the person that you're dating. That doesn't mean you have to put a cap on how much you love the person you're dating. It shouldn't have to be a cap on how much you love the person you're dating because it should never be a cap on how much you love yourself. Both can be infinite, but how much you love yourself has to be greater than how much you love the person that you're dating. You have to 
love yourself without limits literally easier said than done how have i done it the first step for me loving myself and we getting deep this is could be a whole separate podcast but i'm gonna give y'all this on the short side the first step i took in me loving myself and i didn't realize that this is what i was doing but it was this podcast and me expressing on this podcast the 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 shit that hurt me the most the shit that I would be embarrassed about somebody bringing up. The shit that I would never want to talk about with anybody. The sex addiction. Uh, being cheated on. Um, all of these things that I felt was embarrassing. Because I used to look at being cheated on like, damn, if a nigga get cheated on, he must be doing, he must be whack as fuck. He must not be fucking his girl right. He must be th this or that. Th 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 I used to feel that way younger. Like, I used to think that was an embarrassing experience. And I was embarrassed about it when it happened to me. Like, if somebody was to bring that up, I would feel like embarrassed. Like, like, damn, the sex addiction shit. If somebody was to bring up, like, nigga, you was addicted to porn. Ooh, I feel like, damn, this nigga frying me right now. I'm getting cooked. But when you bring it up yourself, you take ownership of your own struggles, your own trauma. And it's important for you to own your trauma because these are the things that make us the most insecure. These are the underlying things that make us the most insecure. It's not, you know... A lot of times it's rooted in childhood. It's a lot of times it's not even the experience we go through as an adult. It could be trauma, somebody cheating on you, shit like that. Okay, cool. But it's other things that make us very insecure from an early age. It could be the way your mother talked to you. It could be, you know, abandonment issues from somebody in your family not being around or people moving around too much. It could be transferring schools too much and having commitment issues. It could be all these different things, right? But when you take ownership of traumas and in in, in some of the worst things that happen to you, for one, it's a big relief off your shoulders. You literally feel relieved when you say these things out loud. For two, you realize that you're not alone because as I'm putting these things out on podcasts, I'm drawing this audience of people. And they don't, you don't have to have a podcast. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just telling you how I did it. You can just you can talk about shit on Facebook. I don't I don't know. Like, I, I know Instagram niggas be driving to Bentley and on Facebook, that same nigga talking about how he getting evicted. But Facebook is the place where niggas go to talk about their real problems. So however you want to do it, you can have a blog. You can have a vlog. You can do whatever you want to do. But expressing these things, for one, again, it relieves it relieves it, the stress of it off your shoulders. For two, you realize that you're not alone because there's all these people that's going to be like, no, I experienced this too. And I'm glad that you said that because I thought I was alone. So you thought you was alone. All these people thought they were alone. But you the one who brought everybody together. That's why a lot of people listen to this podcast right now. Right? A lot of y'all came from that sex addiction post on TikTok. Like, my numbers shot up when I put that out. And that was the most vulnerable shit I ever did. And that shit helped me so fucking much. I recorded that shit. It took me a month to press go on that shit. It took me a month to, to post that shit. The next thing is that it really takes the ability away from anybody to weaponize your trauma against you when you put it out there, right? So if I never put out the sex addiction thing and somebody was to come to me and be like, you was a fucking porn addict, nigga. You watch porn and you was, you was beating your meter. Da, 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 da. I would be so fucking embarrassed before. And everybody, if, if it was a crowd of people, they'd be looking at like, oh, Terry, weird ass. Like, ah, uh, he, he getting went on. Like, I'm being, I'm being teased right now. It's high school, right? And some of this shit happened in adulthood. But, you know, it's that high school vibe. Like, you somebody throwing your business out there in the street. You feel like whatever. This shit go on with grown people on fucking the shade room every day. Like, it's, it's corny as fuck, right? People exposing people, putting their business out there. All right, cool. I put it out there to the world first. Now, if you come and say, oh, that nigga, if you, if people see the video of me explaining my sex addiction on TikTok, 
So many people have seen that video has 1.5 million views. So it's people that I meet who have already saw that shit. It's 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 parents who I used to teach their kids and they texting me. I've, I haven't I haven't been a teacher in two years. They texting me like, damn, I saw your video on TikTok. Like everybody knows this thing about me now. Like a lot of people know this thing about me now. Not everybody, but a lot of people know this thing. So now if we was in a room for the people and somebody bought it up, it would be they would look weird because it's like how you tease how you trying to tease or, or expose this person about some shit that they went through and overcame now you look like a goofy for trying to make me look like a goofy because i own my trauma you can't weaponize it against me because i own it like i literally own it and owning it it ain't just oh i feel don't nobody know but i still feel good about it and it might sound kind of weird for me to tell people to like, oh, you have to put your business out there for you to own it. But you can't be scared to talk about it if you really own it. You can't be scared to talk about it. Even if you're in a room full of people who don't know and somebody try to bring it up. It's like, okay, yeah, I did go through that. That's what, that was a tough experience. When I, I can tell you how I got past that experience. Like, I'm not embarrassed at all. It's going to make that person look stupid even in that moment. Even if I walked in a room, no one knew I had a sex addiction. No one knew I was addicted to porn as a child. And somebody was to bottle it up to embarrass me, my reaction to it, it would still make them look stupid because I I literally, like, you can't embarrass me about that. Like, that situation literally is like, gave me the most power that I've ever had, really. Like, me not letting that situation defeat me, me realizing through therapy that I had a sex addiction, overcoming it, now becoming this more sexual disciplined person who has a lot of self-control, who understands himself like that situation gave me the most power I've ever had. And that's what a lot of us who have these traumas, like if we was to really dig into these traumas and own them and wear them on our sleeve, bro, the power that come with that is crazy because now I've effectively turned all of my insecurities into badges of honor. These purple hearts. You know how niggas go to war, they get a purple heart for surviving some fucked up shit. My all my all my war wounds is purple hearts. I ain't they ain't going to waste. My trauma is not going to waste. The podcast wouldn't even the the whole me being cheated on in college and going through all that shit. The podcast wouldn't have started if that shit didn't happen. Because when I first started with a story time with Terry and all the wild stories I was talking about, all of the Oh, I slutted this girl out and I fucked this girl on the roof at the Kappa house. And I did this and I did that and I did this. All this crazy shit. I did all that shit because I was hurt because that girl cheated on me. Like, I became that wild nigga because I was hurt. So when the podcast first came out, they like, people watching, but they ain't watching on no healthy shit. They ain't watching on no let me learn. So they watching for entertainment because like, damn, this nigga really this wild? These stories is crazy. If I ain't go through that trauma, none of that shit would have happened. So even in that, even when I was being ignorant about it, I still wasn't letting my trauma go to waste. You got to wear that shit on your sleeve. And then when, once you push all of those insecurities from your trauma out and you turn those into superpowers, you make space and, and pushing those traumas and insecurities out, you make space, more space for you to love yourself. You only have, we all have a mental capacity and emotional capacity. There's only so much space that we have. If all your space is filled up with insecurities, you have no room to love yourself. We're going to push those insecurities out by owning our traumas and owning the things that made us insecure. We're going to push those insecurities out. 
Now I have room to say, okay, what do I actually like about myself? I'm not a traditional black person. I don't play basketball. I can't play. Not that I can't play. I'm pretty sure I could play if I actually tried, but I've never, I never played basketball. Right? Um, I'm not, I, I'm not into, I don't dance. Okay, so cool. What do I like? I like boxing. I grew up boxing. That was the most, that was the best I felt about myself as a kid. You know what? Let me get back in the boxing gym and do the shit that makes me feel good about myself. Right? Let me get back training, get back in shape in a boxing gym. I'm not getting in shape so women can look at me and say I look good. I'm, I'm getting in shape so I can feel good about myself and be healthy. So all these, you know, podcasts, oh, you want to get a woman? Go get in the gym. Go get you some money. No, if you get in the gym, do it for the health, not the hoes. Do it so you can feel good about yourself. Don't be out here thinking, oh, I got a six pack. She going to like me because I got a six pack. No, you, gonna, you need to like you because you have a six pack. And that confidence that you have for liking you is going to make you like her. She's going to like the confidence, not the six pack. It's a lot of fat niggas getting girls. It's a lot of niggas with six packs that are fucking assholes and not getting girls. It's not about her liking a six pack. It's about you liking a six pack and you feeling good about you. And people see that you feel good about yourself and they're attracted to you now. That's what it's about. Let's find the things about ourselves that we like or create new things that we like. So for me, it's like, I'm a little nigga. I'm, I'm not a, a, a B-O-N. If you're not from Chicago, B-O-N is a big old nigga. I'm not, girls like B-O-Ns. I'm not a big old nigga. I'm not six feet tall. I'm a skinny nigga. You feel me? But women always tell me that they like my skin. I always took that compliment and let it go to waste because I never really gave a fuck about having nice skin. It's kind of like a feminine compliment. But you know what? My skin is pretty nice. I do like my skin. Let me moisturize my shit and make it pop a little more. There's a lot of niggas going bald. I'm I'm 30 plus. There's a lot of niggas hairline going back. I still got a head full of hair. Let me go to the best barber I can and take advantage of that. Now, I ain't the tallest nigga in here, but I got the best haircut in this bitch. My skin look good. You feel me? I feel good about myself. I can speak well and other niggas can do other things well that I can't do. And that's fine. But we all need to find what we like about ourselves and learn to fall in love with ourselves. It's the same way you fall in love with a woman, bro. The same way you fall in love with a woman and she got freckles. You like, you ain't even noticed she had freckles when you met her. When you saw her on Instagram, you ain't know that the camera wasn't close enough. When you went on the first day, you probably didn't peep either. She might've had a little makeup on, but you woke up one day and looked at it and realized like, damn, she got freckles too. She got a little dimples too. When you fall in love with a woman, you start to notice all these little details about her. Those are things you fall in love with, the smallest things. Do the same thing with yourself, bro. Fall in love with you, like literally fall in love with yourself, bro. And when you do that, not, not, just, the, not just how you look and your physical attributes, but also the things that you're good at, the things that you've accomplished, the things that you've overcome. But you have to make that space by getting rid of the insecurities first. Then you'll have plenty of space to find things that you love about yourself, bro. How fly you get, how you dress, the different tastes that you have, different experiences that you've had that you can speak on that other people can't speak on. Whether you've been to different a bunch of different states and seen it or it might be a sport that you like that. Whatever it is, whatever that you're into that you can speak on that other people can't really speak on because you know so much more about it than they do. That makes you special too. Fall in love with yourself. And if you can do that and you can never put a cap on how much you love yourself and you get in a relationship with a woman who you also love, 
when that relationship comes to the end, you can always see happiness outside of the relationship because you don't have to be in a relationship in the first place because you love yourself. You can be alone with yourself and be totally fine. Be totally fine. That's the space we need to get in so we never sit on a chick phone talking about I'm going to kill myself if you leave. Get the fuck out of here. We ain't doing that shit, man. We not doing that shit, bro. And if you've done that shit, I'm not judging you for doing that shit because I, I I know those emotions that lead to a nigga doing that shit. And I don't feel like I'm no better than a nigga because I never said it out loud because I felt that shit. And it's crazy that I ever felt that shit. I should have never felt that shit. No nigga should ever feel that shit. No woman should ever, no person should ever feel the thought of suicide, the thought that the world would be a better place without them. Because it's not. Unless you a Jeffrey Dahmer ass nigga or some shit, you get the fuck out of here. If you want to hit the rest of this episode and get some more bonus exclusive content, get over to Patreon, man. The Patreon link is in the show description right now. Patreon.com slash Terry Roseland Podcast. Patreon has a few different tiers. You get bonus content. We got a tier where you get to call into the show and chop it up with me. Maybe even get some relationship advice or give some relationship advice or just tell a story on the show. All right. You get the phone number to call into the show. And we got another tier where you get the pod class as well as everything else I just named. The pod class is where I teach you how to make your own podcast, buy all the right equipment, build your audience up, take your podcast on tour, do all the things that I'm doing right now. Okay. So get over to Patreon. And also with every tier you get in the discord where you get to chop it up with the Roseland family. I need to see all of y'all in Patreon right now.